Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite contractor. Joe Vitale does join us now here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. We love Joey. He's a new CBC Hall of Famer. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, Randy. Oh, please, 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 please stop that. Stop that right now. Uh, hey, thank you, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Everything's good. I want to know what you've been thinking about. Oh, whew, man. Um, oh, how about this? So it's National Coffee Day. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Um, what, my, my kids know that my famous line is, I'm one cup of coffee away from turning my day around. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they, they just know it's coming. They know if there's only a few things I love in this world, pasta, bread, and coffee, and red wine. Those are the top four. Uh, and I will not I will not include my family in those top four. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so they know this. So it's National Coffee Day. I, I made my stop at my uh, my wonderful establishment here. Actually, uh, the Taleo is a coffee house here in Kirkwood. If you haven't been there, you live in the Kirkwood kind of ish area. Visit it, Taleo. Uh, Olivia does a, a terrific job. She's been open for a couple of years. It's one of my favorite coffee spots. So I go in there. It's National Coffee Day. And I've been listening to my wife lately. And she's been telling me, Randy and, and gang, that I shouldn't be drinking iced coffee anymore. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, well, because you're a warmer person if you drink hot drinks. And this, according to the Asian culture, apparently, it helps soothe uh, <sighs> digestion and it helps with the blood flow of your body. And they say if you're ever, like, going out on a date, you should always have a warm cup of coffee versus a cold drink. And I looked into this more, and Yale actually did a study about this in 2008 where they say – you, they, they did studies where you become a warmer person after you drink a warm cup of coffee and you become a colder person from a personality standpoint when you drink an iced coffee. So, I don't know. I'm out here baking. It's October almost, and it's like 90 degrees. I'm in a hoodie, and I'm drinking a hot coffee, and I'm just sweating like a mule. Joey, never drink iced coffee. I always drink hot. It, it, it's not even coffee. It's like chocolate milk. Or, or Yeah, it's chocolate milk once it's iced. It, it's no point in it. <laughs> So I, I agree with your wife. She is a very intelligent woman. You married her for a good reason. So listen to your wife. I'm going to go that direction. <laughs> it typically never fails me, Carrie, when I do that. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so, you know, and, much, and I, I love a cold brew. I, listen, I love a good iced cold brew. Uh, but on National Coffee Day, I had to listen to my wife. And I'm walking down the street to Kirkwood just sweating, drinking. <laughs> it's, it's a little warm now. you got to get accustomed to that. But it's okay. You, you'll cool off eventually. You're already a warm person. Now you'll be even more warm, Joey. I mean, I, I, you know what, Brooke, it's a great point. I said, babe, I mean, listen, how much awesomer can I be? <laughs> I wake up every day. I'm like, there's no possible way I can be any better. But apparently a warm cup of coffee might just do it. Well, of course, I guess we'll get into some hockey stuff now, even though I, I love the coffee talk. I like both. So I, I understand both of them with that. But uh, I wanted to ask you, 
you about the Connor Bedard situation last night. Obviously, it was a big story seeing him. It seems like he's going to be a problem for many, many years to come. But that could also be a good thing when renewing the rivalry between the Blackhawks and Blues, right? I think so. You know, when when Chicago won the lottery, you know, I think the majority of the people I heard from in St. Louis were really upset, whether it be rigged or now the competition's got one of the best players in the world. I, for one, was very excited because you look at it like now we're going to see this superstar for the next decade, decade and a half, hopefully, if he's end up being with Chicago. We're going to see him in these rivalry games. We're going to see him kind of grow into the league, which I think is awesome, you know, especially a player that is in the Western Conference. You look at players like Connor McDavid and now Connor Bedard. I mean, we're going to see these these kids quite a bit. And you compare that to an Ovechkin or a Sidney Crosby, who the Blues only see twice a year. Uh, and for the Blues fans in St. Louis, only once a year. So I love the fact that he's going to be around. Um, what did I think about him last night? What have I heard about him? When you compare him to, say, a Sidney Crosby, a generational player, you know, I don't think he's quite as hyped up for right, rightful reasons as a Sidney Crosby, and certainly not a Connor McDavid. I don't think he's on their platform. Uh, could he get there? Possibly. Uh, but I think he's entering the league not quite at the stature of what Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid were, and I think that, uh, that that is justifiable. You watch him last night, you know, Brooke, and a couple things obviously stand out right away. Um, he's a dancer. You give him a little bit of space. Um, he's going to walk you. He's going to make you look foolish. So this year, certainly for the Blues, it's going to be how do you tighten that space up and not allow him to have so much ice. And that's where that three-on-three, he really just shined because there's so much ice for him to be creative. Uh, Certainly that's number one. And number two, he's got a great shot. It's lethal. He only got it off about one or two times last night. But the way he drags it, the way he releases it, he changes the direction. He's got about 14 different types of shots in his toolbox. He knows when to use them all. So, again, for the Blues, how do you tighten in the space? How do you become in his shadow, stick in his shadow, stay in his shadow? Uh, and certainly the hands full are going to be for Colton Pareko. But, you know, at the end of the day, I talked to Darren Pang about this before the game, who is now doing the broadcast for the Chicago Blackhawks. He's been around kind of a lot more. He said he's a kid, and he is a kid. Like, you look at him out there, he's, he looks immature at times. He looks like a kid. He looks like he's got a lot of growing up to do because, heck, he's not even 20 years old yet. You know, so th- there is a lot of growing up to do for the young man. And I think Chicago's done a pretty decent job of trying to instill some veterans around him with a Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, uh, Corey Perry, to try to get him up to speed as quickly as possible. Joey, much made of the size of the Blues as we get ready for the 23-24 season. What do you make of, of the bigger club than it was last year? And I guess the key is, what do you think of their ability to play? It's one thing to be big, but I'm big and I can't play. So uh, what do you think of their ability? Well, I tell you what, Randy, you know, the Blues went a different direction this year based off of how they did last year. Last year it was a speed team. It was an attack off the rush team. They became a rush team last year. You know, I think that you looked at how the year unfolded. I think when push comes to shove and when the big boys got to stand up and fight, I think the Blues didn't, didn't hold up to their end of the bargain being a rush-style team. Look at last night. Yeah, the Blackhawks win that game in overtime. They have speed. They can they can kill you off the rush. A lot of young talent, and you get all that. But at some point as the season progresses, I've always believed that big boy hockey will always win. Big boy hockey meaning having big, heavier guys that can dump it in, hold on to the puck in the offensive zone, really puck possess, kill time, draw penalties because the other team's exhausted in their own zone, attack and, and kill them on the power play because the penalty's drawn. You know, strike and kill the other team's will by making them play in the defensive zone. Maybe you're not generating a lot of chances. Maybe the game's still 0-0 at the end of two. But that was the style of Blues hockey in 2019 that won them a cup. 
they were just they were constricting. They were like a bowl constrictor. They literally just would hang on, hang on, and they would just wear these teams out by playing that big, heavy style. I think Craig Bruby has always loved that style. I think he's always wanted to play that style. I think he didn't have the soldiers probably the last year, year and a half to play that style. So I think Doug Armstrong's done a great job for him saying, okay, you want to play this style? You want to play big boy hockey? Let's get back to it. I agree. Here are the soldiers to do it. So you bring in Sammy Blake, right? You got Torpchenko. He's just another growing into another year. You bring in Oscar Sundquist. Kevin Hayes will be a great third line center. Big fellas down there that can get to the offensive zone and hold on to the puck. You look at every Stanley Cup champion, they play big boy heavy hockey. Uh, case in point, the Las Vegas Golden Knights last year. A few games into this preseason, has there any been anything that has impressed you most with what you've seen from this Blues team? You know, I think there are a couple things. You know, uh, right, right off the top of my head, you know, Joel Hofer, I think this is going to be a, a spectacular addition for the Blues all season long. I look at the way he moves. I look at the way he carries himself off the ice. Very mature for a young kid. I had a goaltender scout the other day tell me it perfectly, and, and this is for all the Blues fans to fully understand. He said, you know, the thing about Joel, he's flexible, he's mobile, he's competitive, he moves just like Jordan Bennington, but he's a little bit bigger. So that that's kind of scary when you think about that comparison because we all know what Bennington is. Obviously the starter heading into the season, I think he could win you a big game. I think him next to Vasilevsky, I would take, I would take one of those two guys in a big game. You had a must-win game seven. So for a young Joel Hofer to be that that recognized as being that talented, but just being even bigger than Jordan Bennington, I think could really help the Blues this year with the one-two tandem. Uh, the other thing off the top of my head I just noticed is that a lot of young players have really stepped up to the plate, have answered the bell, and have raised some eyebrows here. You know, in the last few preseasons that I remember, a lot of these games, Kerry, were very vanilla. Just kind of show up, play the game, get a bump, maybe get an assist hop back on the plane, get your steak, let's go home, let's reset for tomorrow. There, there's been some attention to detail. There's been a huge care factor in this entire group, veterans and young guys alike. I'm looking at a player like Hunter Skinner last night, blowing up guys, picking fights, drawing Corey Perry into the fight, getting an extra – I mean, uh, Nick Ritchie's fought. We saw Walker fight. Sammy Blaze fought. How about Samuel Bitten in his debut, fighting a big fellow there with Arizona? I mean, so a lot of young players taking full advantage of the little opportunity they're getting right now. Who gets in a fight first, Robert Thomas or Jordan Cairo this season? Or will you they know ever? What? <laughs> I don't know if we ever see that, Brooke. It's a great question. I could almost see Robert Thomas getting in the fight because it's Jordan Cairo that maybe, let's say, got blown up. Jordan Cairo, I will say, he, he's so fast, he's so creative, and I think at times he does put himself in some vulnerable spots. So the way I see it happening at some point in, the, in, their, in their career as this duo together I think Jordan Kyrie will probably cut to the middle, make himself vulnerable. He will get popped, and I think the closest Blues player will be Robert Thomas. And you know what? I really hope to see that one day. I think that's really great. We saw Tarasenko fight a couple times when he was in St. Louis. Obviously, when your superstars fighting, uh, it really does kind of pump up the entire team. Joey V, is late summer, fall your favorite time of year? No, unfortunately, Randy, this is probably the opposite. Hmm. You know, uh, yeah, the kids go back to school. Uh, I, I love my summers. Uh, I love my time with them. I'm always a spring guy because baseball starting, you're entering the NHL playoffs, the days are getting longer. Well, one of the worst days of the year for me, Randy, is that when the clocks move forward. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, and it, it's like it goes from like overnight. It's like it starts getting dark at like 4.30 in the afternoon. You're like, why is it already getting dark? So, And then it starts getting colder. 
Listen, I like the green. I like spring. Like I mentioned, playoffs of hockey, baseball starting. There's a lot of great things to look forward to. So I would say uh, this is probably my opposite, Randy. Okay. The reason that I ask that is because you and I have, we're both Leos. You're August, an August 20th birthday. I'm August 19th. But in consecutive months, National Red Wine Day, August 28th, National Coffee Day, September 29th, National Pasta Day, October 17th, National Bread Day, November 17th. Wow. You know what? Maybe I should be rethinking what season I love that. I mean, August, September, that. October, November, baby. Red wine, coffee, bread, and pasta every month? Yeah, the four in a row. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to start celebrating these days. Well, it's always, you know, it's, you know, it's always a bread day at my house. It's always a bread day. So that's, that's always the national bread day here. Uh, but I did not know. I did go to Napa for the first time, actually, in August of all. And I think I was out there in late August when apparently it was National Wine Day. And I tell you what, it was, it was a great time. I loved it. I with some friends and. Never been to Napa before, but man, we drank some wine. Woo. You know, this sounds weird because who who remembers a great omelet, right? But the best omelet I ever had was in Napa, California. I don't I don't know why. I don't know what made it great, but it was sensational. I remember it vividly. There's something about I think about I think about this pasta dish I had in Rome. I think about it probably once at least a day uh, when I'm just going through my my world. And you know, I'll be at the kitchen table and I'll be like, my wife's like, "Are you even listening to me?" I'm probably thinking about this pasta carbonara I had in Rome outside Vatican City. I swear to you, I swear to you, it's so weird. I don't know what it was to your omelet. Uh, there's something that just like kind of grabs you when you're having a meal. Maybe it's like the experience and the ambiance and just the timing. Maybe some of that too, but. Yeah, if I'm ever in a daze or a curve looks at me and hits me like, hey, you're awake, I'm probably thinking about that pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Joey V, you are the best. We'll see you at the rink soon, and have a great weekend. Sounds great. Randy, Carey, and Brooke, you guys do the same, and always enjoy these chats. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. Take care. That's Joey V with us on 101 ESPN.